hear one voice that stands alone. I give one choice to man the throne. Stand good and take shots. Give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. Now live on Facebook with this week's Monday Revelations with the Pulp Revelators. We've got Tim Laramore, um, myself, not Danny Rand, because we're going to be talking about <laughs> Iron Fist. I don't want to confuse anybody. Uh, Mike Valiant. We've got Mark Mangold and soon-to-be Brooks also. Um, He's finishing so, up some last-minute research. That's right. Research never rests. That's right. And so the idea is, is each week we pop on and talk about what's going on. Um, you know, this is our second week of, uh, of this format. And it's also the second week of uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus through the Marvel MCU. And it's getting more and more um, confusing, but maybe a little, you know, but also letting us know some things that, um, that are going on. So um, we can go around the screen a little bit and uh, mark your, your thoughts on uh, this issue or this issue episode. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, that's, I mean, I got to start off by that. I mean, this show's just defied every expectation for me. And I think for most people, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. They've done a, a great job with it. And I love the idea. And it, it originally wasn't slated to be the first part of this newest phase after Endgame, but I'm really glad that as they've transitioned and Endgame was such a fine, well, Endgame and then the Spider-Man movie, but there's such a hard line there of a transition to the next phase. I'm glad they started with something that is making me curious about the universe again. And just by the nature of this script, the fact that you have no idea what's going on, who's involved, what's involved, where anybody is, if any of it's real, <laughs> you have no idea what is going on. And it's made you more and more curious about what the Marvel universe looks like and everyone's speculating. And I know we talked last week, Tim, about whether we'd liked whether this format, you know, being weekly instead of just dropping it all at one time, if there's ever a show that's made for this moment to go every week, it's this one because there is so much chatter online. I mean, we sp sent 30 or 40 texts back and forth after we watched it with all my other friends. We sent a bunch of texts back. You know, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's chatting it up. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. And it's just really been a really great conversation piece. And they're getting miles and miles out of the extra publicity for that. Yeah. I like I like everything they have going on. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's been with the first time in several years where I've been intrigued by it's 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 a mystery. You know, it's almost like a detective novel. You're trying to figure out what's going on and what the next step is. And like you said, it's it's hard to tell. Is Wanda in control? Is she not in control? You've got it after this week's episode. You've got to think she has more than just a modicum of control. Like she's she's going to set her own um, standards. And everyone else is going to have to kind of conform to that. And in the first two episodes, right, you go, you've got to just kind of figure that the neighbors have no clue what's going on. And in, in this episode, you're like, oh, well, hold on a second. The neighbors are, are clued in on something. And, and so, you know, people are in on it more than you thought. And, um, yeah, it's just, it kind of is, it's starting to boil. You know, you've kind of come yeah. to, from you know, little, 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 and then, and then it's just, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on and it's, it's more cerebral. And, and I think we've talked a little bit, um, you know, Mark has it kind of wondered, do you think 
you know, is 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 Marvel or is the MC or are they helping people out with clues along the way here? Because there's so many every episode. There's names that come up. There's um, you know, the, all kinds of things that are would just blow past you if you were just kind of tuning in for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, and it's interesting to me because this is a show I'm watching with my wife who's seen almost every MCU movie, but it's certainly by no means, I don't think she's ever read any comic books. And I'm curious how this show plays in general population who, well, either they're kind of a tier one fan who they've watched every movie, but they don't know anything about comic books all the way to the people who just know everything. But just the Nerdist dropped two huge um, articles today with Easter eggs and theories and things talking about over and over again, you know, their premise is that the multiverse where they're finding magicians in different universes and they've somehow they've been trapped either by Hydra or by AIM in this small town. And there's really obscure magicians who, you know, the high evolutionary and Arcana and people, Arcana is a little more, I guess, well-known, but people who, who don't follow complex, I think are still digging this show. And I'd almost be, it would almost get, I'd almost be upset if it turned on such a kind of a, a obscure facts and, and characters going forward. But they but you know, they've done a great job of introducing everybody to this point. Right. Yeah. We're not all Gary Skirka. <laughs> right. References. The one article you're talking about, um, Rosie Knight wrote it and man, she, she got into a lot of really, really, really good um, character development um, facts and also like some good plots of what could be, you know, some, some theories about where it's going. I, I find myself wondering as the episodes go on, like who are Wanda's allies? Mm-hmm. Like I, I cannot tell who's actually there for her, for her, for her best interest, and who's there to take advantage of her. I thought we had a little glimpse of it with Herb this past week. You know, he's at the he's at the wall, cutting through the wall, and he's trying to do the bushes and stuff, and and he almost comes clean with vision, and then he stopped. And I thought for a moment, okay, he's an ally. Um, but then I get reading the article on Nerdist, and I'm like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot going on here. And the last two minutes to reveal there, you know, with what happens with, with Rambo. Right. Um, Geraldine. So the idea there and, and, and one of the theories put out is that Geraldine, who seems to be Monica Rambo based on the actress as well, that she's there to try to help, to try to, to say, but maybe she missteps, you know, and, and gets literally the boot you know, gets thrown out of the whole universe. Yeah, I think, Mike, you said in one of the texts, I think, don't, don't piss off Scarlet Witch in this reality, whatever it is. <laughs> I got the impression she snuck in. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to tell, right? That facility, she gets, I, I don't want to do the spoilers, but I guess we're a half week into it, and it's the only thing going on, so sorry, people. Um, <laughs> she gets launched out of there. She comes out of that field of whatever that is, some type of containment field, and as soon as she hits the ground, the military is all over her, and she's captured. So you've got to think that she's not welcome there by even the people watching from the outside. So she snuck in. And I think that what we're going to find is her purpose of being there was to kind of bring Wanda out of it. You know, and I wonder though, Tim, if, if those were, if, if those were the people that sent her in and so they were trying to just, you know, kind of bring her back after they, she got kicked out. I mean, they were pointing guns at her. So I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah. They could have just been making sure it wasn't an enemy. 
I mean, yeah. they could, but I, I think that you're going to find they, when they do that stuff for TV, they do it for dramatic effect. You know, they, sure. you know, they, they want you to know that she has met an adversary in that group of people and that she's not welcome there. I think is what we're going to find. And I wonder if Brooks gave us a little intel on this last week that there's how many standalone episodes too that aren't set with the decades? Nine episodes, right? It's nine episodes. So 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. It's not 30 episodes, three episodes. I'm wondering how soon we're going to get one of those episodes because they almost are at a point where they can break off and tell the Geraldine story for for 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while the babies are growing. Yep. And then we can jump back into, sorry, then we can jump back into the, uh, the, the timeline. And are we getting set up? I, I, can't, I can't remember who said on the text. It might have been Zach on the text, but mentioned, you know, this is going to be the most heartbreaking conclusion. All the all the romp, you know, because you forget by the time that this episode's end, you're in such a dramatic place. Like you mentioned, Tim, it's these crazy, wild, tense scenes at the end where guns are drawn. But when this starts off, we're going to be in what the 80s. So we're going to have like a Married with Children or Cosby show or Simpsons intro to the show. And it's going to seem totally light and fluffy and everything's going to be great. And everyone's going to be smiling. It's an eighties family. And then, but when this series ends, I mean, I, my, I still am of the opinion that this is going to be a heel turn for the Scarlet witch, that they're going to drive her past the point of breaking because she'll lose her kids and she'll lose vision or she'll realize she's done something really evil and she's manipulating time and rewinding and not being honest with everybody. And those are traits of bad guys. Right. So I think they're setting her up to be some kind of either, conflicted hero or turn into you know part of a bad guy team that ultimately includes whoever else in this especially since she's more than just a a a, a side thought in um strange the strange movie so skirka who who couldn't join us tonight is is commenting and he's wondering if the 80s show is not going to be family ties that makes (laughs) oh i was about to pose the question just for fun What's going to be the 80s show? What's going to be the 90s show? And Family Ties was my lock, and you ruined it. I'm really hoping for the A-team, personally. Yeah, A-team would be great. I mean, I, I feel like you're going to get... <laughs> Night Rider? <laughs> oh, nice. Now, the 80s are kind of the golden era of family TV sitcoms, right? I mean, you have a lot. You have Growing Pains. You have... Who's um, the boss? Who's the boss? We did this the other day. You had... Um, well, wait. So, the question's going to be, which one does ABC own? Ooh, Could that give us an insight? Who's the Boss was on ABC, if I remember correctly, followed by Moonlighting. I think that was the golden, my, my favorite night of TV back then. I, Mr. I, Belvedere you had, I you had believe, Family Ties. I do believe Family Ties and The Cosby Show were both ABC owned, but I'm not. I think that was NBC. Yeah, they are right. NBC. Yep. And we know it won't be The Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they're going to want to touch oh, that. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I like Family Ties. I think that's a good guess. Married with Children, they own what? Fox, right? That's and that's kind of a yeah, yeah. That's kind of a laugh-in type deal. Yeah, that or is that nineties? I think it's nineties. Yeah, nineties. You'll have Seinfeld. I mean, I've seen some of the artwork for some Seinfeld, of that. Seinfeld, Friends. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's several there to pick from too, but I, I that's, that's. And which one did you heard a rumor of Brooks? That they were going to do. Which TV I show? thought I heard someone somewhere say that. I don't think they were saying it's a rumor. I think maybe they heard it on an article or something, or maybe they just thought they heard it. I think 
I heard someone online say that the 2000s episode is going to be based off of Modern Family, I think, in The Office. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah, well, The Office would be great. <laughs> well, I can't even imagine. You got to think, too, with the 2000s, that'll be the story's culminating. So all the players are, are on the move. All the pieces are moving. So you need um, a setting where you can display or highlight multiple characters. So the office would be perfect. And, and we've got, you know, so now we also have, as, as Wanda goes through things, we get pipes bursting, electricity going out. And so she's clearly tied into the overall reality, you know, and her, and, and now, and so right now there are these two kids that are in it, Tommy and Billy. Is that right? Yes. Yep. And yep. Uh, you're right. I, I mean, if something happens to them, it's going to be all over. I, I mean, I just think that's, that's going to be one of those. And, and so one of the things that um, Geraldine brought in, you know, was that, you know, Wanda mentions her brother Pietro, mm -hmm. um, you know, that she has a brother that she's a twin. And then, you know, Geraldine brings up, well, Ultron killed him. And it, you know, like, I think all of us, you're just like, Oh, oh you know, like reality. Yeah. To, Come in just a little bit, and that—that's bad. Like, there's, there's what did you say on there too, though? Because Thanos killed uh, Vision, but right. he's alive and well. So why hasn't Wanda created Pietro into her, you know, illusion as well? Well, that—that's our—that—that's a question. I mean, will Pietro? Bold prediction. Will Pietro? We will we see him in this series? What do you guys think? I'd say so. Um, one of the, one of the hints that's come in is that family members that, that you will see some of her family members, you know, and so you could go, okay, Quicksilver, is that Pietro? You know, I think the, you know, the hardcore Marvel fans are going Magneto, her dad, yeah. would that be, you know, is that what we're going to get? Cause that'd be a blast. You know, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to get that straight up Magneto appearance. Yeah. Cause I think, cause remember the winter Falcon and the winter soldier is also setting up, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier is also setting up um, little clues to House of M. Like the, the different people have taken pictures of different screenshots of the trailers and stuff. And there's there's definite intentional Easter eggs that relate to the House of M. Um, so I think that I think we're building. I, I that's one of the things you kind of hinted at, at the beginning of this, Mike. Is it's really cool that um, we're WandaVision is building in such a way you can feel it. Kind of each episode's amping up and a little bit faster. And by the time you get to episode nine, it's going to be fully exposed um, for the plot for this series. But does Disney and Marvel intend to keep that pace through everything? Because that's it's going to kick off, I think. And keep in mind, this is the same, you know, production team and, and studios that hid Luke Skywalker from us in right. The Mandalorian. So, I mean, I, they're, they're capable of keeping any secret. And they're capable of, of and, I, and frankly, I think people are kind of sort of expecting something like that at this point, or at least wishing for it. I mean, if you guys could pick one crazy thing to happen in this series, what would you like to see? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, from what we understand, it's going to tie in directly to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, you know, I... I'd love to see the the Magneto tie in, you know, but I, th I, I agree. I think it's kind of 
too quick for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've put my, you know, anything around it yet. I will say before we move on, um, you know, in the Skirka department, he has also thrown out Mr. Belvedere, Roseanne. Small wonder. Uh, as possibilities. And then Small he, wonder. How about Alf? Alf? Alf, right. Sword, then, uh, Sword can be chasing Alf around in the background. That is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... and uh, and he also mentioned Billy and Tommy could become Wiccan and Hawkwing, which were or Scarlet, which is, uh, you know, kids. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, things going on. Tim, what were you? How about you? For I think one of the things I'd like to see, I, I'm still hard pressed to think we're going to get like a straight up Magneto sighting. Um, but I do think we're going to get um, some type of mutant appearance. And I think that that's going to be a character. I, they've done a good job of taking characters that are less than and making them mainstream household names. I mean, I read or watched something the other night where they, they made a tree and a raccoon a household name. Right. <laughs> you know, and nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was before yeah. Marvel decided, let's give it a whirl and see what happens. And we know they're going really unique. So there's a number of mutants they can give us. That would kind of, of highlight it, but I wonder if they don't give us a bad guy rather than a good guy. Well, my I, my wish, I, I'll settle for uh, if you go back to the beginning of Phase One when they just dropped the shield and the hammer and things like that in the post credit sequences, I'd settle for a Doctor Doom mask or a Fantastic Four logo, Ooh, something like that. Nice. I'll take that somewhere in, in yeah, the middle of could, all this. They could do that. I mean, they would probably have enough time to do that while they were getting the rights to Fox. And- yeah. They don't have to cast it at that point, but we, we all know what those two things mean. It would be great yeah. if we got that dropped. My favorite X-Men is, is Gambit. I'd like to see just a glowing card. Yeah. Just a glowing ace just sitting there. Yeah. So we'll so we'll definitely be obviously tuning in each week. And um unless something major comes up, we'll probably lead each of these with um the, the latest installment of WandaVision. Um but moving us along here. Um, you know, so in, in the other um, outside of, of the MCU, but still within Marvel, um, it was significant this last week um, that Iron Fist has returned to a uh, solo comic um, written now by Larry Hama, who, um, you know, made his name uh, or, or I know his name from writing G.I. Joe comics. Um, and so they brought out Iron Fist, um, Heart of the Dragon. And we thought we would, since it's a number one issue, kick that around a little bit. Um, what do you guys think of Iron Fist in a, in a reboot form here? Mark? I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I you know, it's there's a lot going on there. I mean, he, I mean, he hit the ground running. I mean, <laughs> there's no shortage of action or getting to the story, but, you know, I almost felt like it was too much, but if this is kind of the tightly packed, um, you know, black hole exploding into the, the universe of the story, that's going to unleash like 31 things that are going to happen in this, you know, the Iron Man story that I'm all for it. I mean, I, you know, of course they get you, you know, well, I guess we'll, we're free to talk spoilers here, but you know, yeah. They get you with the little kid, you know, they're coming after their dragon. And uh, 
that immediately is what I latched on to. And I'll be looking issue after issue to see how that gets resolved. But, you know, you got Taskmaster. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. I feel like it probably could have been four times as long, <laughs> given everything that they tried to pack in there. But it's a great number one. It's got a lot of story to tell clearly, and I suspect it's going to be really well done. The action scenes are awesome, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I like how we got right into um, no origin story. Iron Fist or Danny Rand, they, they know they're the Iron Fist and know what they're doing. They know what their role is. And it's just, it's episodic. We're right into what needs to happen. I like that Luke Cage is already involved. Yeah. You're kind of like, well, he's going to be relegated to just a supporting cast. Um, but by the end of the issue, um, he's going to be in this. And I don't know what other defenders they'll draw in, but I mean, Luke Cage is enough for now. I mean, it's, I well, like. The funny thing is, it, it's, it's almost like Marvel going, all right, how do we just, how do we put ourselves as far away from the show as possible? We give it to Larry Hama, who's just going to write action after action, like just, you know, blow it up. And, and I think my first encounter with Iron Fist in the 80s was Power Man and Iron Fist. They were a duo. They did everything together. And I didn't, you know, he was Power Man, not Luke Cage so much. He's much cooler now. Um, but you're right from the get-go, he's there. You know, and so you're like, oh, cool. All right. You know, you, you're, you're going to bring them both in. I agree with you, Mark. When you threw Taskmaster in, you're like, oh, we got a like an A-lister kind of bad guy going on here. Um, you know, and you and you're and you get the invasion of uh murderous undead ninjas, like on the page three, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you're getting like, all right, you know, we're hitting the ground running here. It's not award-winning, I don't think, and there's nothing that's um, you know, just you don't put it down and 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 have to think about it a lot but i enjoy that like kind of going back to that you know hey you know what we're it's just going to be a, a, a ninja martial arts you know fun house yeah no and it kind of feels like that's the point you know what i mean right. like like there, there's no depth here like tim said i mean there's no exposition there's no talk about how they got to this moment it just goes i mean i think it's page two or page three we're into the action we're into some crazy universe there's zombies they're cutting people, you know, cutting off zombie heads and arms and legs. And I mean, it's so far away from depth and perspective. So like it almost has to be the point, which is fine by me. Right? Yeah, I mean, I was like, also no innocent, useless victim to save. Like everybody has a role. Everybody has a skill set. Let's go to town. Let's get to work. Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of how the defender should be as as they build that. Everybody knows their place. Let's go get this job done. I, I think that. We'll get into the rumors in a little bit, but you know, there's it's growing and, and gaining speed. The idea that Disney is looking to reintroduce not just the defenders, but some of the same actors portraying them. Yeah, um, and I I think that this comic could pave the way for the Iron Fist to make that comeback. It needs to do. We'll see. I mean, they have so many, so many things in the pot right now. Yeah, sure. Brooks, you came to Iron Fist through the Spider-Man cartoon, right? With the, the one with uh, Spider-Man and Iron Fist and White Tiger, is that right? I think you got, actually got me like one Iron Fist like collection. Of comics. Yeah, we have the Matt Fraction like, book. What, what's your take on this comic book? Well, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Can we ever? It kind of lost you a little bit. Yeah. 
Even, even though I've read alone. like a few Iron Fist comics, I kind of don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But did you like it in general? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And well, now that you guys do mention it, there really was no reason for zombies to be there, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of zombies. Did you like the dragon, the little dragon? That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Would you? Do you want to read number two? Yeah. You know, I keep reading. You yeah. Know, back and, yeah. and snag. Cast actually came out with his own run as well. Um, it's on episode it's on issue like three or four so i bought the first one and i kind of lost interest immediately but now i'm gonna have to go back and and catch it to see if it doesn't pave the way for his introduction into iron fist you know and and marvel comics does not waste an opportunity to to say okay taskmaster is going to be in black widow people don't know the character that well we need to give him a series you know, we've seen the same thing with U.S. Asian. We've seen, you know, and so that that idea of, you know, um, and and we may get into a little bit later, you know, the idea of heroes reborn with um, the Squadron Supreme, you know, so, um, and the Eternals that has has rebooted, and so you know, we everybody who Marvel is putting out on screen, they're not going to miss an opportunity to sell you their comics too. So, and they shouldn't, you know, that's no. that's. Part of the reason these movies are fun. For sure. Taskmaster's been in a lot of stuff recently. Mm-hmm. What else? He was in the Avengers game. He was in the first Spider-Man game a bit. He is in this comic book. He had his own comic book. Right. He's in Black Widow. He's in a lot who's, of stuff. Who's playing him in Black Widow? I th- isn't the rumor it's a, it's a female Taskmaster? Did I hear that? That it might be a female Taskmaster? No. It's supposed to be. There are and a few rumors us that one girl and Black Widow's team that's actually Taskmaster. Yeah, that it's the the one the one the other Black Widow that's like her sister or something might right. end up being Taskmaster. I've heard that rumor. I don't know. Oh, if it's okay. It just it'd be interesting to see if the way they're building the comic, if the MCU doesn't quite doesn't look at it as an opportunity to build a um, series almost or a developing character story around a villain as opposed to always the heroes. Yeah, and I think with what's happening with Wanda, like we've talked about and speculated, they could be building some of that for sure. And that would be a cool one. I mean, it would follow fall into that Falcon Winter Soldier military combat hand to hand world, you know, more so than Loki, you know, which is kind of a more fantasy type thing. Yeah, Disney. I just realized Disney start needs to start promoting Black Widow. That's coming out soon, and they have like. They released like all their trailers like a while ago. They need to start doing some right. stuff. Right, and they may have to push so back it'll be, again. It'll, it'll be a full year if it comes out in May, which it's supposed to. It'll be a full year behind. And I think I think production companies are still worried about not getting enough box office, you know. And so they're, you know, I I saw a story today that that said just go ahead and put it on Disney Plus, you know, yeah. in, you know like a pay per view Disney Plus. I, I suspect to Brooks's point about them not really ramping up the promo at this point that it's probably going to get moved again prior to the fall. As long as Disney has padding, I mean, they had WandaVision to pad, they've got Winter Soldier and Falcon to pad. Uh, they, they've got some things to distance us out a little bit to give themselves some time. And I mean, it would be great if we had 50 out of 52 weeks where we had a Marvel. <laughs> but if we miss, you know, a month or two, it wouldn't be horrible. We're only getting three or four. I mean, three. You met three Marvel movies a year is what we were getting. Yeah, That's insane. Plus a Netflix series. I, 
man, they, they've spoiled us already. And the idea that every single week would be something Marvel, that's just I, I think the, the problem becomes um, continuity of story. I mean, Black Widow was still like kind of the tied back to the old Avengers. And, and the, the longer you go into things, how much more is it going to make sense or not? Or uh, Yeah, well, I mean, look at, look at Spider-Man. And aside from the reveal of at the end and the... And the yeah. um, what I'm thinking of the, the extended scene at the end. Um, it really was just an episode, you know. I'm yeah. sure we'll find ways to tie yeah. what happened to Peter yeah. Parker in the movie into other aspects, into the fabric of the MCU. But really, just the big reveal that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's what we got out of that movie going yeah, for sure. the MCU. Um, and some of the supporting characters that are going to be involved. Now, Mysterio, maybe he's not dead. Maybe there's more to that. Um, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job with that, but they've already shown us that it might just be that the Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, that her character is just kind of filler right now. That the big reveal at the end will be what goes forward in the MCU. Right. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be the, the case. I wouldn't be surprised Taskmaster shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Could be. Yeah. It would make sense. We definitely have some bad guys that move from one to the other. Well, I'd be curious because they haven't revealed to us who the Taskmaster is yet, right. even in the casting for Black Widow. So I, I don't know. They might give us a hint. They might, it might be him in a mask, but they're yeah. not going to reveal who the actor or actress is. Yeah, although initially Black Widow is supposed to come out first, so right. we'll see. But they did reshoots. I, I they, they're real careful. I mean, Disney is so careful, and Marvel has right. learned right, right from them of how to be careful and how to keep things secret. For sure. All right. So if we, if we, you know, so the consensus is we'll read Iron Fist 2, number two. So I say keep it. I'll keep it in the box. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. So uh, moving into into our comics corner, we've got, you know, anything that came out this past week or that's coming out this next week that you're looking forward to. I'll just throw in, you know, my pitch for um, this past week was King and Black 3, number three. And so this is the, the the event that Marvel has going on right now that Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman are, are kind of the, the driving force behind. It's coming out of Venom and Absolute Carnage with with Null, the, the king of the symbiotes, um, who, who, you know, is, is has Earth wrapped in in basically, a, you know, darkness. Um, and um, it, it's. It's been a lot of fun. And episode three has a, you know, like kind of a massive ending that it, it, it's bringing stuff out of, um, you know, the kind of the the push of the the issue is Thor has has come to Earth and which which Kate's is also writing Thor right now. So there's a nice tie in there and they have and, and you know, great battle scenes. And um, so King and Black is is so far for me kind of as advertised a, a big event that um, the stakes are big and a lot's going on. And one of the things that came out during this past week is that um, Cates and Stegman, their run on Venom is going to end within a couple months with episode the, the 200th episode of or issue of Venom. Um, Everybody thought Venom was going to go on for quite some time. Um, if I had to guess, with with no knowledge of anything, I think Venom as as a character is, or at least Eddie Brock, is going to end 
with King and Black and they'll start something new after. That's just, I mean, you know, knowing nothing, but it just seems like it would make sense. But, now, Mike, to somebody like me, I know I haven't, I haven't caught up with a lot of that. How, what, oh, and I, what, <clears throat> I know it's a huge event. I want to catch up on it, but for people like me and Brooks, you haven't really started. Where do, where do you think you need to have read before you go into King and Black? You know, if I think with so many comics, um, they try to make it friendly for, for somebody who doesn't know what's going on. Um, you can, you can kind of still have fun with it. I mean, they explain, you know, they give you the, a little bit of backstory as you're going in. It wouldn't hurt. You would understand a lot more to read Absolute Carnage, which I think was five, five issues, five or six. Might have been, um, might have been and six it's collected seven. as a trade now. Um, so if you read that, you, you'd roll right into it without really needing to read a lot of Venom or anything else. And that, that was one of those series that um, if I could have focused on all the other side stories going on, because Absolute Carnage was affecting the entire MCU. Yeah. Um, and it, it would it would be awesome to go back and read the whole um, trade back for that. But I did the main storyline and it was awesome. Yeah, it's good. I actually read guys? Absolute Carnage a few days ago. You yeah, just did? What did you think, Brooks? Um, it was pretty good. It made me like Venom a whole lot more. I didn't read the issues <laughs> before that, though, and I haven't read, haven't read King and Black yet. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't even know anything about King and Black, but I'm pretty sure it pretty much sets up King and Black. Right. It definitely null, null is in there. Um, so, yeah, absolute courage. I think you you could step into King and Black with without missing too much. Team Mangled, anything uh, that you're either looking forward to or, or you were just read? Well, it looks like the uh, second printing of the Star Wars High Republic's coming out this week. So I, I've, I've asked to have one snagged. That's a pretty big deal in our house. I think we're pretty excited about that. You're pretty wound up for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's the the big story for me. I'm also interested in diving in. I haven't I've got most of the future state comics to look at. I'm really uh, interested in get trying to see what that's all about and kind of bringing a full report at some point. But uh, High Republic, I think, is the one we're most excited about. Nice, Tim. Uh, well, the Cable Run is great. I, I enjoy it. And if if you're not if you're not reading that. You're, you're missing out because it's it's a lot of fun you know we've we've always seen cable as an older man and bitter towards the world and this is that's a lot more exciting to see it from a younger perspective and it's it's really cool they had uh for those of you who don't know they dropped eternals uh two weeks ago yep and i picked up my full box last week so technically it's last week's release <laughs> um, <laughs> They're, they're laying some good groundwork. And then upcoming this week, um, Star Wars has a Bounty Hunters is a really good run. Um, it's seven or eight strong at this point, but it's little taste of Boba Fett. Um, but there's the main character. This is actually the second or third um, comic book run involving him. And it's he's a pretty good character. Nice. Yeah, I know we've got, um, you know, as if you're following along with some of the X books, you know they're all connected you know so if you're reading cable or excalibur or x-men or wolverine or that they all kind of tie at least you know while while ten of swords was going on they were all intimately connected 
And now that the storyline is still kind of, it's almost annoying that you have to kind of read everything to, to, to keep up. But um, so this week you've got Excalibur, X-Men and Wolverine all coming out new. Um, so if you're following along with those, um, Daredevil number 26 comes out, which is at, at the end of, of, it's been long enough since 25 is coming. You're left with Elektra as Daredevil while Matt Murdock is in jail. And so we don't know what will happen in 26. That could be a pretty cool um, you know, thing to pick up. And I can't, you know, I'm a big enough Tom King fanboy. Uh, Strange Adventures number eight is uh, is coming out. Um, so I always look forward to that when that, that comes to be. I also want to give a quick shout out to the uh, other history of the DC Universe number two that's coming out this week. And next time, if anyone tries to tell you that comic books aren't literature... I would suggest that number one of that series uh, is a good place to start to try to convince someone to change their mind. Uh, John Ridley, of course, you know, who won an Oscar for uh, 12 years a slave, right? Is that the, the, he just wrote this. It's an incredible story. I mean, the first one was about black lightning, but basically he's going back and writing more in depth in focus uh, origin stories and tales of the uh, of a lot of the black superheroes in the DC universe. And this week it's going to be about Bumblebee and Mal and their t- original Teen Titans thing run. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I highly recommend it. Cool. All right. So that's comics. That brings us to uh, news and rumors. Mark, I think you're, you've got a few on that, huh? Yeah, just a, a whole bunch of stuff that came out this week. It was looking like a light week for a while, but uh, let's start with some fun ones, just some quick. Uh, Rick Moranis, apparently, according to Ernie Hudson, may end up being, uh, according to an interview he did with Living Less Fearless, may end up being in the new Ghostbusters reboot. Like, I guess, two or three months after getting beat up in New York City, we may get a Rick Moranis sighting in the new movie. Um, there's a Harry Potter live-action TV show coming out at HBO Max, which a lot of people are excited about very early still hiring writers haven't cast anything like that, but there's a lot of conversation about it, which makes sense. It feels like that's a a hole that needs to be filled. And you couldn't have Daniel Radcliffe. Well, could you, I mean, is he too old now? Right. Probably too old. And I wonder if it'll, there's very little information about it right now, but they don't know. They haven't said anything about. You did say that when they initially announced they were going to do it, that this is solely about Hogwarts and what happened. Oh, Okay. So it's, it's that a setting. so that, that's what they said a year ago when they announced the, the series, but they have to be anticipating this turning into multiple different series and genres. Yeah. It's very early. The executives have, you know, they're, they're all the rumors that they've had a, a series of meetings with writers, you know, with the goal of bringing the blockbuster franchise to HBO max. So that, that should be really exciting. Uh, good. There's a good story in comic book resource. Of course, that everyone's probably heard Larry King passed away. Um, Larry King actually relates to our world pretty well. He was in a ton of comic books, made a ton of cameos. The the article, it's a great article on uh, comic book resources, but it references he was in Green Arrow number 69 and Nomad number 25, Captain America number eight, The Ultimates number four, Daredevil Father number four, and Civil War number one. So if you have any of those, go back, maybe take a second, go find his cameo. Uh, Larry King. Can you imagine a world where on talk on talk news radio we actually had someone who interviewed people who was non-partial <laughs> and just interviewed people every night at eight or nine o'clock? You know, could we use that now? Boy. Um, the Witcher, 
uh, has cast a, for a prequel, they've cast Jodie Turner-Smith of uh, Queen and Slim, Jet and Night Flyers fame to be in that show. I don't know if we have any Witcher fans here. Um, but I think the big the big news, Mike, that you were, we were all talking about today, uh, Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis are writing Heroes Reborn, which looks like it's going to be a massive Marvel event. They actually released a trailer for it, which they've Marvel's been doing a little bit here and there, which is kind of a little hokey, I think, but pretty cool. Um, and it looks like basically Blade wakes up in a world where all the big heroes are gone and just the Squadron Supreme is there. And uh, there's the bad guy. There's a Doctor Doom photo in there. I think there's a Thanos one as well. But but with Jason Aaron behind it, you know it's going to be a big deal to focus on Marvel this year. But the interesting thing, if you look at the photos and the the um, the promo, it's Doctor Juggernaut. It's it's a Doom Juggernaut combination, which is wow, really scary. You know? Yeah. And, and, and they actually watching the current Juggernaut reading that. Yeah. Man, and they actually have a somebody that looks like a Venom Punisher mashup, you know. So this this bizarre um, world, and, and yeah, Blade is the only one who who remembers. Which yeah. you know, I always, you know, I think it's it's dangerous and maybe not the best idea to lean into comics too much to look into the MCU because the MCU changes it intentionally so it's not just like the comics but it does make you wonder with a blade movie down the line and and alternate realities and 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 multiverses um and jason aaron being the current avengers writer you know who's who's just brought the phoenix into it so i mean you know he could end the avengers with a phoenix bomb if if he wanted to (laughs) yeah you know um yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. I, I'd definitely be. It gives them an opportunity to kind of flesh out Blade, see what does and doesn't work with fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's he's had a couple of different really good runs for Blade um, through the years, but I think that this is where they're going to be focusing to see, hey, what what's driving what storyline is driving the audience, what character traits do they or don't they like? Um, mm-hmm. There's some talk out there about whether Blade should or should not be R-rated, and this might be the a test to see can an audience handle a little edgier blade or do we want a more family friendly blade? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's no coincidence going back to our previous conversation. He's got a movie coming out in what 2023, God willing. And the, the, the pandemic leaves us, you know, that and everything stays on schedule, but it's, it's no coincidence that he's going to be the major character in this series, right. And Marvel's biggest comic series of the year and whether it, you know, is it directly impacted or just to get him out there and get him back yeah. in the mainstream and in people's conscious. That's certainly not, I don't think a coincidence. Right. He's been part of the Avengers. He's been part of Aaron's run in Avengers. Okay. But not, um, so, so that makes you wonder if, is he the only surviving Avenger, you know, that somehow makes it out? Uh, who knows? It, it's plenty to have fun thinking about. And it seems like it, it, it's at least a soft reboot for Marvel. I mean, we talk about how DC do, does these reboots all the time, but it feels like this may also be a place to kind of start, you know, bring Tony Stark back and start and bring all those people, you know, make them disappear for a while and then bring them back and start the stories again. Yeah, it could be. Now, Marvel should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you ever Mar- reboots? Marvel should know that that doesn't work after what happened with the new 52. Well, we'll see. I mean, the new 52, it just ended up... I mean, they basically... The new 52 just kind of... Fizzled out. Yeah, the only important part really about it anymore is Just League. Yeah. That's the only stuff that stayed. Feels like it. You're right. I don't know what they've even saved over for the other new 52 comics. I seriously can't think about anything else. There's a lot of wisdom right there. Court of Owls. I think the the impact of Tony Stark's death was because the idea is that was final. That's, you know, he's gone. And so that's why you're like, man, you know, it it hit you hard. Um, Yeah. Because it all started with Iron Man. For sure. Well, I, I spend, I mean, I'm, I was not into comics. I'd given up on that a long time ago um, and got back into it as we started having these conversations. I was being driven by the MCU and, you know, you invest all that time and that energy into those movies like Marvel has and they end off a character. They truly leave you wondering, like, where do you go from here? You know, not only did you get rid of Stark, but you got rid of Rogers as well. Like, where do you pick up the pieces? How do you right. cover from that? So they, they have a lot of work in front of them, which I'm sure they were ready for and had a plan for, but we're all kind of, what so I think that's why we're all hanging on one division. Like were any of these pieces picked up? <laughs> like, we're, do yeah. we see some, some answers to questions that were left lingering from Endgame? I think we will ultimately, I mean, we've got to figure out how, where Wanda is right. I mean, that's a, you know, one of the questions and good stuff. Anything else, Mark? No, that's all I got. That's the wrap. That's the wrap up. <laughs> what about the uh, the Godzilla King Kong drop? Yeah, the Godzilla. I'm sorry, I left that out. I forgot. Uh, must have missed that in here somewhere. But yeah, the God, the big Godzilla King Kong trailer came out this week, which kind of led us to thinking like, it's Godzilla versus King Kong. Who would you take? Who? What's your pick? What team are you on, Brooks? I'll let you start. Well, I don't really know anything about King Kong. Who do you think would win, just off the top of your head? I don't really know anything about King Kong, so I guess Godzilla. It's got to be Godzilla, right? He's he's fire-breathing, stomps on buildings. (laughs) This is the exact conversation my wife and I had two hours ago. It's like, it's got to be Godzilla. Right? Godzilla, in theory, could stand back and just zap him to death, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I... They've never given us Godzilla connecting to a person and are giving us that with Kong from the preview. So. Unless it's on the top of the Empire State Building, then the home field advantage goes to King Kong. Well, yeah, definitely- I, I don't know. I, I mean, if we're talking about who wins that fight, I think Godzilla wins that fight, but they've already kind of spoiled it in the trailer where they said, you know, we don't know why Godzilla's doing this. Something's making him do this. So there's going to be more of a mystery there. And by the end of the movie, it's going to be a team up. That's usually what happens, isn't it? Against Mothra. <laughs> yeah, right. messed up. I, I mean, I'm sure the movie's going to be great. I mean, the, the last one Godzilla. was really, really, really good. And they had really good casting and really good special effects and really good writing. But I mean, let's, I, I like, that's too much of a cat out of a bag for me. <laughs> like, I, I think the main thing is, what do you want out of a Godzilla versus King Kong? Just stuff blowing up, fight yes. scenes. You know, it, it, you just want a blockbuster you know, that you don't have to think about too much and, and just don't blow it, you know? Um, the, the fight scenes that they've teased, at least in the trailer, you know, 
make it look like Kong has a chance. Man, you know? that one on the ship. Like, what's Kong going to do? Swim the Atlantic? I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, they fight in the water. Right? It's not even a battle. But yeah. man, it looks it looks epic. I just I just want to see monsters stepping on buildings, like cars being thrown, like like people in, in really tiny people and really big hands, you know, stuff like that. Like right. it's a monster movie. They should be smashing stuff and breaking stuff. There should be epic fights, and that's all I ask. And, and Beastie Boys Intergalactic should be part of the soundtrack. Heck yeah, <laughs> absolutely. One more piece of news to drop on you on the heels of this. Yeah, what do you got? AMC found, I think it was like $195 million to keep them from going into bankruptcy. So the theaters for AMC are good for now. That's great so news. As long as we can come out of this COVID junk, uh, Godzilla, Ghostbusters. What else do we got? Dune. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. James Bond movie. Line them up. Yeah, there's a, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be a big year for everything when it comes back. The, the new Roaring Twenties, let's see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I got a gift card to AMC. I'm glad that worked out for him. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we've, kept, we've managed to keep it under an hour this week, and that's going to be our goal uh, each week. Um, so join us next Monday uh, right around 7 o'clock, and we'll, we'll check in with what's going on in WandaVision and what's going on in the world of comics. And... Um, if you uh, have any, unless you're Gary Skirka, if you have any suggestions for uh, things you'd like us to talk about or, or topics to cover, uh, weigh in in the comments or let us know. See you next week. Thanks, Austin.